Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Welcome to the show. Let's talk. My name's Mike. Oh, get comfy here. <laughs> My name is Mike, and uh, this is called Let's Talk Politics and Religion, everybody. There's nothing better, nothing greater than to know what's going on in the world around us and what it means as far as our, or as far as the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember, there's going to be a phony, that's right, man of sin, son of perdition, antichrist, whatever you want to call him, that's the deal, and he's coming, he sure is. I believe he's probably alive on the earth right now, no doubt about it. I know Prince Charles, well, now King Charles, all hail the king, anyways, he made a speech at a... Uh, I think it was an environmental forum. You know, he's really into that sort of thing. And anyways, um, that's one of his pet peeves or whatever you want to call it, pet projects, I should say. Um, he's into the environment, the Green Deal and all that. They think they're going to save the world. I hate to tell him that's not what the Lord has in mind and that's the way it's going to be. So guess what, guys? How'd that work out for you? Anyway, so what was I going to say? <laughs> So how he made this speech, and he talked about an individual, not in past tense or coming tense, but right now, current, who was going to be an individual that was going to need the cooperation and significant amounts of money, and a military-type campaign would be waged to bring the world into what they, you know, what they deem a, a better life, a better way of living. Who the heck is this guy he's talking about? That was the big question. I sent that off to my buddy, um, and I says, man, you got to hear this, you know, and whatnot. And I even, uh, I even uh, 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 printed off the text, which I don't know where it is, so don't ask. Anyways, the name of the episode, uh-oh, is... Uh, Man, your battle stations. I hope, I hope I have a... Oh, hi, Grace. Hi, Grace. Son was just trying to get up on... Put his front paint on the counter. And I said, oh, you're bad. And he goes, and he goes in his kennel. Uh, well... He, he, he knows he's, he's, he knows he's, he's bad. He's in his timeout. Yeah. He's himself in timeout. Yeah. Dog got caught putting his paws up on the counter. Yeah. Hey, hang on a second. Your food's not up there. I think yours is over here in this bowl, which he's already had. So anyways... Man your battle stations, getting ready for the big fight. Are you ready? Kind of got got to get training here, got to get ready, got to be prepared. The good thing about this training is you don't have to go out running and doing sit-ups and pull-ups and all that kind of stuff. You can just read your scriptures. Hey, huh? How much easier could it be? A little bit of praying, you got the information you need. So, I'm going uh well let's I'll get our prayer started and then we'll get started with the show. Sorry about that. I got distracted. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard, or necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. 
Now, that's actually part of my notes here I'm going to get to in a second, but that's out of Deuteronomy 18, uh, verses 10 through 12. You know, it's pretty plain to see that as far back as the days of Deuteronomy, which we're talking probably 3,000, maybe 3,500 years or so, the Lord let it be known back then. This kind of nonsense and this kind of witchcraft and this kind of, uh, or these abominations in general are not going to be tolerated if you're going to be my people. So when you see people, you come across people that like to mix this sort of thing in with their worship. Well, you know, they're just making a, <laughs> a stew from hell because this this is not the way the Lord God wanted us to worship him or to talk with him or to walk with him on however you want to call it. He wanted a one-on-one -on -one relationship. He wanted to reconcile us to him to gain that relationship back that Adam and Eve once had while they were in the garden. So I'm looking at the... Uh, reading the news yesterday, and there's a couple stories here. One from Massachusetts Governor Maura Haley, and another one, a lifelong resident of Oakland. The one from Oakland, she's packing it up. She can't take it no more. She says she's too scared to leave the house amid a substantially soaring crime rate. And uh, the NAACP calling for state of emergency. Now there's one more real quick. The governor of Massachusetts, Maura Haley, on Tuesday declared a state of emergency in her liberal state <laughs> over a surge of migrants that she says has left social services overwhelmed, and she called for more funding and help from the federal government. Hey, listen, you did this to yourself. You libtards that want to just give away this stuff and let everybody come in and, oh, happy-go-lucky, let's tiptoe down through the tulips and, you know, along the yellow brick road kind of thing. This is, your, this is the result of your politics. So how dare you, how dare you call upon our government, which I don't believe in, but, you know, to help you. The answer to your problem is don't do it in the first place. I'm looking at pictures from the, the state of Massachusetts. These aren't Mexicans. I don't know where the frick these people are from. They're all African-American looking colors. They're blacks. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Since when are Mexicans that dark skin? I never knew that. But anyways, I digress. You know, over and over again, they're screaming and yelling, they need more money, more money, more money, help us, help us, help us. And you've done it to yourself. You have nobody to blame but yourself. Same thing in Arizona. How dare you, as far as I'm concerned? You got some gall to create this problem of your own accord and then call upon we, the taxpayers, to bail your bones out. No, sir. No, sir. But, you know, hey, guess what? There's another couple billions or zillions that they're going to, you know, siphon off our needs and what we should have. It's just, you know, I was out in California, visited a friend, my best friend, went to, um, he lived in Fresno at the time, and he picked me up at the airport, and he says to me when we were in the car, um, I think it was in San Francisco I got picked up, yeah. But anyways, he says, 
did you have any plans for anything in particular? And I'm like, well, no, you know, just to be with you and hang out. And he says, I thought we'd go up to Frisco for the day. And I says, yeah, that'd be great. The only bad thing about that trip was we missed the ferry to um, Alcatraz by like 10 minutes. That would have been cool. But either way, it was a great time. Got to spend time with my best friend. What else could be better? But, you know, we were on the other side of the San Francisco Bridge, and there's like a a, a small park, pocket park there, and they have a um, area, well, in fact, the whole area, this pocket park is dedicated to veterans and people in the service. And he asked me then, do you really, really feel you have to go to Oakland? And I thought for a second, you know, I thought two things. Why is he asking me that and why not? And then, of course, what is in Oakland that I would want to see? Really nothing. And he told me then, this was, man, I'll tell you, this was 25, 30 years ago. And he told me then the crime rate in Oakland and the type of people in Oakland are not the type that you want to just drive around, you know, hanging out. And it kind of reminded me of that um, National Lampoon's vacation where they get they get lost in the barrio, or not the barrio, the, uh, you know, nighttime ain't no time to be in this here neighborhood section of uh, the city. And uh, I, I know that deal because we had a few of those neighborhoods back where I'm from. But anyways, here this woman in Oakland, she says it's so bad now, she's got a skedaddle. You know, it's not saying she's leaving California, she's just leaving Oakland. This is their politics. These are how, or these are the ways that they create this issue. Remember I said they create chaos and then they, the other or the opposite or opposing um force or source comes up with the answer, you know? It's like two magnets. You can't put the, what is it, the two positives or the two negatives together. It just keeps pushing away. They're both magnets. So it's the same sort of thing. You get it? You understand what I'm saying? We got to understand that their goal is to enslave us. That's the bottom line. And they're doing that day by day, over and over again, through their, uh, you know, their policies, their, their, um, dictates to us, the people, this is what you're going to have to do, this is what you're going to have to be, so forth and so on, blah, 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 blah. Now, all I can say is, please, please, please be aware and, and you know, be diligent. Because this is not something that's just a passing phase. No. <laughs> this is not a passing phase. This is the real deal. And if you think for one single minute that they're not doing it on purpose, well, then you're, you know... Well, sad to say, you're duped. You know, when you look at everything that they've done um, and you see how it leads to our not having certain things, well, I mean, the basics, right? Food, water, fuel, and what's going on? They're taking away the ability to get food. 
They're taking away the ability for us to get water. And they're taking away the ability for us to get fuel. That's just three things out of how many. I mean, really, how many? This is not going to end well. This is, I would say, emphatically, with no questions, no doubts in my mind, this is the most evil and corrupt government that has ever existed in this country. Now, in other countries, well, you got Stalin and you got Mao Zedong and you got Castro in his day and so forth. You know, there's plenty others to talk about around the world, which is why so many people, or one of the reasons why so many people want to come to this country, because we represent freedom and opportunity and chance and so forth. And we'll help you get on your feet. Now they've turned it into, well, just come on over and we'll figure it out later. Here's a billion dollars. <laughs> But they're carrying out a coup. Folks, this is a coup. This is, well, I guess you could say without so much as the military sort of thing like we see in certain countries, you know, absent the military, so to speak, or quote unquote, this is a coup. <clears throat> this is a crime cabal, and they're exceptionally, listen to me now, pay attention to this. They are exceptionally dangerous. They're at the top level. You know, the robot from Lost in Space, Danger Will Robinson. Well, man, I'll tell you. And they're unhinged. They're, <laughs> they know the penalty for their crimes. Not just here on Earth, but where they're going when they die. Either they know, well, let's, let's say, either they know or they're so deluded they don't even understand. But that, either way, this is like a syndicate crime or, you know, and we're caught in the middle of it. They're enemies of America. And this, con this conspiracy of silence, in other words, covering up the information or deleting it altogether, whatever, and however they do it. And we're the victims. We are the victims. How do you explain that? Do you understand that? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? How do you go about doing that with a people, a country, and not... <laughs> have any remorse for what you're doing. See, they don't care. They don't care. So anyways, I think I lost my place. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm looking for something. Jeez, I saw it yesterday. And I bet I doggone, obviously, closed the tab or whatever I did. Well, anyways. Oh, did I get it? No. I'm sorry. What a doofus. What a doofus. So they say... 
that those of us that are living during these times, the scripture says, not they say, the scripture says, that as more and more judgments from God come upon the earth, listen, the people refuse to repent. And they also understand that these are judgments for God, from God, and they refuse to repent. You know what I found out today? Disturbing news. The United States is the biggest purveyor of abducting children and child pornography and so forth. You get that? You understand? And yet, Hollywood's going ape over this new movie that's out about the the true story about uh, that sort of thing going on. This is just another one of the examples of what and how a degenerate people operate. From our government all the way down through the population and all around the world. These are the sins against humanity. God's judging us. Let there be no doubt. Let there be no doubt. I know a lot of people, many face understand certain things the same way as we born-again Christians do. In, in most every other faith, Satan or Lucifer or whatever they want to call him, he is, without doubt, God's nemesis, his archenemy. And he comes with, just like God has his army, Satan or Lucifer has his army of some of the most wicked and vile demons yet to be seen. And there's more to come. There was a place, I think it was Peru. They've encountered about a seven foot tall, more than one of them, they said with green eyes and so forth, they said it reminded them of the goblin from the Spider-Man movies. Isn't that something? So, what's going on? You know, Jesus dealt with demons. And they knew who he was. They knew who he was a few times. They cried out, you know, they said his name. And he silenced them. And they had to obey his command. There was no question about it. I mean, when he encountered the man that had, you know, in Mark... Chapter 5, it talks about, um, my name is Legion, for we are many. When Jesus asked, what's your name? This, this demon, that one in particular. And he said, my name is Legion. And right away, you stop and think, wait a minute. Legion, that has a meaning all of its own. And sure enough, he, he multiplies it by saying, we are many. And however many, many is... They had to obey Jesus' command. But here's the thing. <laughs> Who's to say we don't have legions 
in people today. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't doubt it for one minute. I think there's a legion of demons in the Biden, in Joe at least. The army of satanic activity is so active right now that if you had a Richter scale to measure it, I think you'd be tagging it almost off the charts. I'm serious. There's there no doubt in my mind. Now we have the state of, uh, mm, bag on it. Yep. Well, anyways, the libtards have won the vote to advance, get this, codifying abortion into their state constitution or whatever. They, they just won't give up. They're just not going to stop. And this is just one of the numerous, numerous various practices and, and different things where the demons manifest themselves. The people you see on the screen, the people that are doing the talking points on the TV or radio, whatever, media, they're just the spokespersons for the demon. Do you understand that? You know, everybody, every, you know, ruler has a spokesperson, right? Well, <laughs> this is theirs. This is theirs. And these are the people that talk to us every day. These are the people that supposedly, you know, have our best interests at heart. And yet, truth be told, you understand? This is not good. <laughs> this is not good. This is the kind of thing where, you know, uh, you, you come to realize that it's, it's more real than you probably thought. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, we have all kinds of different, um, what do you call it, issues that go on in our lives and so forth and so on. And we have to be able to deal with them. But when you're dealing with something like these demons and so, and so forth, well, it, you know what? I'll be honest with you. That's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different thing. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't um, make any difference who you are or where you come from. You can know this. You can understand this. This is the enemy. This is our nemesis. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> you ever hear that before? It's something along them lines. All right? And quite honestly, if we don't understand that this is war, that's what this is all about, then we're going to be lost to the point where, you know, we have no options. These individuals, the spokespersons for the demons, deceive and attack the human mind with nothing less than the intent of control, leveraging power, and taking captive of people <laughs> that didn't want to believe. 
And that includes the prominent people. You know, a lot of people dismiss that whole possibility of spiritual beings. Can you believe it? The idea of angels and demons struggling for control. I mean, you got to understand, you know, there's a lot we don't understand, but again, there's a whole lot in, you know, it can come from the Bible or, or another area where God reveals to us. Now, whether or not they're probing is directed at any individual, I'm not sure. I know in a group setting, that's how they operate. We are, folks, in the spiritual battle of our lives. This is like Jesus when he, when he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. He threw the gauntlet down. Here's the, here's the line. This is intensifying, and it's not going to stop. These challenges that we face today, like pandemics and natural disasters, crime, which is, <laughs> man, I can't even rate that. It's so off the charts. And then you got wars and more. These are being influenced by the spirit world. You can read about such a thing in the book of Daniel when Daniel prays, and, well, he seems to think for some reason he's not going to get an answer because the angel didn't come as quick as usual to answer his prayer. And come to find out, the angel actually got caught up in a fight. You know, Nicodemus talks about that. Not Nicodemus, I'm sorry. <laughs> Josephus, um, a great historian. Take it or leave it, because there's debates about that. But anyways, he wrote of seeing, and, and it was seen by practically everybody, but he saw, I guess you would have to say, angelic beings that were battling in the clouds. He saw them dressed in battle array. He described the cavalry and other, you know, it was, it was not like an isolated thing. And that was right around the time of the destruction of the Second Temple. So that would have been right around 70 A.D. These are the things that they're throwing at us. And then <laughs> you got the unidentified or unidentified aerial phenomenon, otherwise known as, you know, UFOs and whatnot. These things are all coming together to deceive us and misdirect us from, if we, if we are a born believer, trying to shake us, and for the rest of the individuals who aren't believers, just keep reading, you know, leading you down that rabbit hole. There is a war on us. No, no questions, no questions. And primarily it's a war on truth. We in America are on the front lines. We're not like, you know, in the rear with the gear, oh, nay, nay. We're up front. And if, if we lose this war, there's no recovery and there's no return. That's not hyperbole, nor is it born of ignorance or undue pessimism. I'm telling you right now, if you're not on the right side, you are going to be eternally so, so sorry. 
that you had so much pride and whatever else, you know, you didn't want to get on your knees. There's a guy, um, you know what? I can find his name. He's a comedian, Jeff Allen. He's a comedian. I found him on Facebook. He does a, a series of events at what referred to as dry bar comedy. It's clean comedy. No cussing and swearing. None of that nonsense. And it is absolutely hilarious. And he said the longest trip he ever made was from a standing position to his knees and humbling himself before the Lord. Isn't that interesting? I find that amazing. So the simple fact is they lie to us, they cheat us, they steal from us. Think about that whole pandemic. Think about this so-called election victory by Biden. And most politicians are involved. See, that's a big thing with Trump, right? They're afraid of Trump because why? He's not an insider. He's not a member of the club. We'll see how that goes. Odds are, because you stand for the truth, I guarantee you, you're going to be mocked, savage, canceled, maybe indicted and imprisoned. I don't know. It's all up to the Lord, right? Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. That's where we have to go. That's where we have to be. So many have lost their way. Some, So many no longer even believe in the concept of knowable truth. They don't think, like, you know, um, Pilate said to Jesus, <laughs> and he asked him the question, what is truth? And coming from Pilate, that was kind of like, there were so many gods and goddesses in the Roman Empire, and so which one is truth? Where do you stand, Jesus? Where are you in this pantheon of gods that you are the truth? What is truth? The problem is because so many people have been deceived, been misled, you know, and so forth. Man, the level of depression and anxiety in this country is at stark, you know, record levels. Suicides because of depression and post-traumatic stress syndrome. People feel a hollowness inside them that they don't understand. It's never been so profound. And they're looking for anything to help alleviate... Oops, sorry about that. Cat just knocked the gate over. To help alleviate that, that, that sense of something's missing. This isn't right. And let me tell you, you know, Satan and his guys, they're more than happy to fill that void for you. Oh, yeah. The devil's in the details, folks. And he's the one that devalues life. He's totally pervaded society at large, the Democratic Party in particular. And apparently most rhinos and independents, well, I don't know, they're okay with this? How can you be okay with this? By being okay with this is the exact reason how he managed to pervade society in the first place. Disinformation, misinformation. This is 
you know, the Democrat and their psychopaths way of manipulating the mainstream media, and they use these phrases to describe information which they disagree with. Oh, because I don't believe like you? I'm wrong? I don't judge you to be wrong based on my behavior. I judge you to be wrong based on the word of God. Hey, I didn't say it. God did. He's the one that set the bar, not me. I just try to live by it best I can. That's all you can do. But living a good life without salvation is works are dead. Paul says that. You can't, you know, you're going nowhere if you think your works are going to do it for you. And these lies they tell now, well, <laughs> somehow, although I know how we've been talking about it, they become truth. This is right out of George Orwell's playbook, 1984. Anything and just about everything that comes out of this uniparty political stew that we got up there in Washington, and even on local levels, is the, is the least truthful and, like I said in the beginning, the most evil that ever existed in this country. Ever. couple examples. Doublespeak. That's what Orwell called it. Remember Obama? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Eh. Russian collusion. Eh. Two weeks to flatten the curb. Eh. Eh. And yet we have the Hunter Biden laptop that bears all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation campaign. Wait a minute. Then we got January 6th was an insurrection. And they call that the worst thing since Pearl Harbor or 9-11. You don't have a freaking clue. Then, of course, the Ukraine's winning the war against Russia. Eh. China is a partner, not an adversary. Eh. Et cetera, et cetera. Here are two, two undeniable truths. One. One, if any conservative pledges to go after the deep state with more gusto than Trump did, Democrats, the deep state, and its accomplices are going to turn on that individual just like they have on Trump. They may even hate him more. All they care about is protecting and enhancing their own power, no matter what. Joe Biden's out there kowtowing with the Alphabet soup crowd, the gays and the lesbians, trying to garner their votes. Because you know what? It's kind of weird. Why are they kowtowing to the gays and lesbians and so forth? Because facts be known, they're leaning conservative. Even those who may quote-unquote feel threatened by we conservatives in our policy or politics and so forth, especially our religion, right, our faith, are actually turning to the conservative side. You have two types of societies. <clears throat> One absolutely requires an informed, rational, and relatively moral people. The other side, which is <laughs> though the powers that be, plus their minions, they consist largely of ignorant, 
abnormal, asinine, irrational, immoral, or amoral people. And they must be necessarily, listen, they necessarily must be controlled by an authoritarian government. They have no direction of their own. Like the sheep led to slaughter. Not a sound comes out of them. You know, Thomas Jefferson said, of course you don't, I didn't know it until I read it. When government fears the people, there is liberty. When the people fear the government, there is tyranny. You know, I find it interesting, time and time again, you read these statements or these, you know, from those who, who Jefferson wrote the daggone papers, right, of our independence. And these individuals, to the man, say things like this. What's that tell you? Back a long time ago, used to be truth, justice, and the American way. What is it now? <laughs> it's, it's not that. We aspired to represent and protect and defend those truths. We would stand shoulder to shoulder with our fellow countrymen and march against tyranny and injustices. Somehow, we started walking down the, the wrong path. Oh, I'll bet I know why. Hang on. What do you think? We left God behind? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because if the Holy Spirit isn't there to guide us onto the right path, we're going to go with the crowd. That's just the way you do it, right? You can't have two forms of justice. You can't. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'll be honest, I wish I was more optimistic and more believing that, you know, we're going to see better days and whatnot and so forth and so on, but I don't see it happening, folks. I really don't. And like I spoke with my best friend, you know, just recently, we both agreed, says, you know, the, the only thing really that we have to do now or that we can do now, it seems, is to evangelize, to speak to, other, you know, to, speak to others about Christ. When you think that you've reached the pinnacle of how bad can it get, you know, you hear the phrase, wait, there's more. We got the sex trafficking thing and the sexual exploitation of children been going on since the dawn of time, but we're seeing an assault on our children now like we've never witnessed before. We got whistleblowers who are speaking the truth who for whatever reason have decided I can't do this anymore and not say something. And they're exposing leaders The saddest thing, I think, is the thing against the children. There's no political solution to this. None. Nothing. So any politician that has the answer is full of bullcocky. 
but this is where we're at. This regime is building something, but I'm telling you, it's not better. And as I've said before, and I say it again and again, there is no political solution to this, none. And to be honest with you, if you're waiting for Donald Trump to come back and set things straight, well, you might be forget a few things. All the riots and destruction started under his watch. And amazingly, he did nothing to stop it. He's a huge supporter of the LGBTQP+, that P is pedophilia. He's a huge supporter of them. That's why Jill Biden's out there trying to bring him back. And we got to keep in mind he was a proponent of the jab. He also oversaw the COVID mandates and lockdowns. He may continue to say what we all want to hear, but listen to me, folks. We need to look deeper because he's not our savior. The only Build Back Better plan that is ever going to work is the one where we have a massive wave of individual and national repentance and a serious 180-degree turn straight back to God Almighty himself. I know, I just said a few minutes ago, I don't think that's going to happen, but I can't help but to say it. I can still have hope, damn it. We need to preach the word, prepare, and pray. I want to read you an article, or I should say a document, from the Deagle.com 2025 forecast. Now, of course, you'd be going, well, who the heck is Deagle and blah, blah, blah. And forecast, what are we talking? Weather? No. Remember I've told you about the World Economic Forum and the Trilateralists and the Bilderbergs and all these societies and all these other corporations and or institutions that seem to think they have the answer to the direction we should go in as not only as a country, but as a people, you know, well, this Deagle.com is one of the more scarier ones. The Deagle Corporation, it's a minor branch of U.S. military intelligence, all right? Intelligence gathering isn't just from one unit or one sector. It comes from multiple sectors, like an octopus with its tentacles, right? And it's a, it's a secretive organization. In other words, it doesn't, you know, kowtow or tout itself. But they do collect data for high-level decision-making purposes. And then they prepare confidential briefing documents for agencies such as the National Security Agency, the United Nations, and, of course, the World Bank. With this kind of pedigree, Deagle is actually is an individual, should be seen as a legitimate player in the intelligence community and not merely a disinformation asset. Deagle came out with some population predictions for 2025. I've spoken before about the reduction in the amount of people that live on this planet and their sincerity in trying to bring that to fruition. 
These predictions on a nation-by-nation basis are based on strategic assumptions, which are shared and well and you know very well documented and understood by others in that same community. Here's what it says. The key element, and I quote, to understand the process that the USA will enter in the upcoming decade is migration. In the past, especially in the 20th century, the key factor that allowed the USA to rise to its colossal status was immigration with the benefits of a demographic expansion supporting the credit expansion and the brain drain from the rest of the world benefiting the states. So we were the giants of the world, thanks to immigration. But then the collapse of the Western financial system, what's going to happen there? It's going to wipe out the standard of living of its population, and it's going to end any and all posse schemes, such as the stock exchange and pension funds. I've told you before, they're going to wipe them out with no, no, no questions asked. They're not even going to bat an eyelash. They're going to take your pension. This population in this country is going to be hit by an array of bubbles and Ponzi schemes that the migration engine is really going to start to work in reverse, accelerating itself due to ripple effects, thus leading to the demise of the states. This unseen situation for the states will develop itself in a cascade pattern with unprecedented and devastating effects for the economy. Jobs offerings will surely end with many American corporations relocating overseas, thus becoming, well, foreign corporations. I don't mean to disappoint you with such a forecast, but this actually started in 2007. Here's some eye-opening numbers for you. The United Kingdom is slated to lose by 2025. Now, this is based on a 2017 population. By 2025, they'll have a loss of approximately 77.1%. You hear me? 77.1% of the population gone, United Kingdom. The United States of America, a 68.5%. From 316,440,000 down to just over 99 million. And our gross domestic product will be, well, a fraction of what it is now. That's their goal. So this thing that's elevated Trump to the level of Jesus Christ, that's a dangerous thing. And I say that because that's what's going on. And this can turn itself into an anti-Christian perspective. The only comparison you can make between Donald Trump and Jesus is that Jesus came to save sinners. Trump, I guess, could qualify for that. He's saving us, but not from hell and damnation. As far as I know, there's not the slightest shred of evidence from a biblical perspective 
that 2024 Republican candidate for President Donald Trump is a Christian. By his own testimony, he's never sought God's forgiveness. That means he remains unsaved. Yet, quite honestly, and you may find it hard to believe, millions of his fans can't stop making comparisons between him and Jesus Christ. <laughs> John one twenty nine. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world. John and Jesus were cousins. Remember when Mary was pregnant, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was John's mother. The difference between Jesus and John in respect to being born is John was conceived in the normal way, a man and a woman, whereas Jesus was placed in Mary's womb by the Holy Spirit. So, technicality. I mean, I see photos of Jesus wearing a Make America Great hat again, and I cringe. The Bible says what he thinks of the USA. Less than a drop of a bucket. In Isaiah 40, 15, it says, see, the scripture just tells us over and over. Isaiah 40, 15, Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the aisles as a very little thing. you got to really have the right perspective here, folks. you got to really understand who, and I guess you could say what, Jesus is. Because if you don't understand that, well, then you're missing the boat. All right? We have a government that fails to act. We have a government that <laughs> fails to act in the right way. We have a government that lies to us, case in point. Um, straight face, bold out lie. Labor Secretary and her propaganda says prices are lower than they were a year ago, and significantly so. And she goes on to say that gas prices continue to come down. Not in my neighborhood or state or country, and not in my neighborhood, state, or country are prices lower, especially significant so. If anybody ever says it's easy to become a Christian, don't believe him. It costs God everything, including his own son. It may cost you the same. Are you ready? First John 4.10 says, Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins. Think of it. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. 
absolutely hopeless we are without him. But he sent his son to intervene on our behalf. That's for those who receive him. So our life becomes, like it says in Scripture, no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives through me. You understand? God wants us back, but we got to go in the right direction. We got to do it the right way. And unfortunately, so many are falling away. This shift away from biblical faith has become so common that the term of evangelicals is used to describe defectors. The truth is not being proclaimed. They're being deceived. The demonic forces that are working to entice and deceive people into abandoning their faith, their influence, even within the church, is going to continue to grow. I'm telling you. The false teacher population is going to exponentially just bloom. They've lost all their moral sensitivity. Their spiritual compasses are flawed. And yet there they are in today's churches, promising miracles, seeking power, and absolutely twisting and contorting the word of God. To It's just a bunch of lies. And unfortunately, when a wannabe real believer encounters these kinds of preachers, they can become dismayed at Christianity or with Christianity. We have to be, as best we can, unfazed and undiscouraged. Don't despair. Jesus says in John 10, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Paul says the same thing, sort of in Philippians 1. He says, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's with you forever from now till then. In Jude 1, verses 24 through 25, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Amen and amen. End of the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Glad I could bring it to you. Hope you learned something. If you got something you want to say, it's let's talk Mike one at gmail.com. Let's talk M-I-K-E, the number one, at gmail.com. Goodbye, everybody.